I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Guys, so I actually have a very exciting announcement here at the top today. I had kind of lost track of how many countries were listening to this podcast because it was getting insane and actually counting that high is something I wasn't wanting to spend my time doing a lot. But last time I had counted, we were somewhere in the 60s, like high 60s, like 67 or something like that. But I'm actually in the process of moving hosting providers for this podcast. And I'm trying to get down all the analytics from our old our old hoster, hosting provider, so that I can have the analytics going forward. And I counted all the countries yesterday, you guys, and I was floored. I knew our following had grown a ton, but I didn't know that that would skyrocket the number of countries in the way that it has. So we now have over 170 different countries represented, and there's only like about 200 countries in the entire world. So I am just floored. I was looking at the map of the countries we still have left, and I'm like, okay, who do I know who lives in this country? Who do I know who lives in that country? I'm trying to get them all checked off, you guys. So, anywho, I will definitely keep you guys posted on that. I hope our new hosting provider provides this type of analytic because it was really fun to see us taking over the map. And now, without further ado, We'll go ahead and jump into the news for today. So we have two mini stories here at the top and then some longer stories. Let's get to it. So first up, there are rumors swirling that President Biden maybe is not seeking re-election. He was initially supposed to announce in February, but that hasn't happened yet. Now his advisors are saying April. And while there might not be like a hard and fast way to go about announcing your second run there are major figures in the democratic party who are kind of sensing hesitancy here and making preparations people don't like uncertainty voters don't like uncertainty especially with so much of it in the world today so if biden is going to run it's probably advisable for him to announce sooner rather than later instead of keeping people hanging we'll be sure to keep you guys posted For a second mini story, about 42 million Americans are currently under varying types of winter weather alert. So it's kind of straight across the northwestern part of the country. Like if you drew a diagonal line across the country, the northwestern half is under the winter advisory. Some are even under blizzard warnings. So it looks like the most serious situations are in Minnesota, South Dakota, Wyoming and Montana. Even Colorado, though, has a little a little blizzard warning in a small territory. So 
definitely stay safe out there, you guys, and be sure to follow your local weather recommendations. For our first longer story today, Emma Chamberlain is leaving YouTube for greener pastures. So if you've never heard of Emma Chamberlain, let's touch base real quick on who she is. Emma is a 21-year-old, 21-year-old YouTube star whose vlogs have already propelled her to the freaking Met Gala, you guys. With 12 million subscribers, she is nothing short of major and definitely a celebrity at this point. Her videos are characterized by sometimes mundane seeming moments with very little editing for like light and things like that. It's a very natural style. She always does like she manages to take note of quiet and simple, even sad or solemn moments like a popsicle that someone dropped melting on the sidewalk or her cat's tail flicking in anticipation. You know, she's quirky. She has a dark sense of humor and a tomboy sense of style. She now has a podcast, though, and a coffee company, and she talked at length to the New York Times about why she's chosen to move away from YouTube and why that is going to be her decision for the time being. Her OG platform was YouTube, of course, but she's in search of more peace in her life. She's taken a six-month hiatus, which if you're a follower of hers, you would know that, but then she posted some of her travels from Europe over the summer But she is far from regularly posting on a schedule on YouTube. And she said, for now at least, that's how she likes it. She said she's taking time away, you know, kind of behind the camera to simply make her podcast once a week and reset creatively. She said that filming herself making coffee and getting groceries every day just got old and even though her fans still tell her they miss watching those things and you know what I do personally I consider myself a more minor fan um I mostly just loved her silly conversations while she was doing these things and her gloriously aesthetic spaces as well as like outfits and lifestyle you know it's not that she was always put together but it was always aesthetic anyway And she makes us laugh while she does things like make coffee. So it's not really about the coffee, but, you know, that's what it's all about. She's taking time away, though, because it's taking a toll on her. She said her anxiety, depression, mental health is just in a really bad place. I'm sure it's tough to have so many eyes watching you at such a young age when you're still kind of defining who you are. So I love that she's taking that time to figure that out and what she wants to do next. And she seems like truly an open book about what might be her next move. And next step for today, somebody else who is taking a step back for the sake of their mental health. John Fetterman has checked himself into a facility for depression. So speaking of mental health and taking a step back, Unfortunately, Senator John Fetterman, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, has been hospitalized for severe depression. You guys may or may not know he suffered a stroke while on the campaign trail back in May of 2022 um, when he was just days away from winning his primary race. And the stroke was actually considered life threatening. Since then, he obviously won his Senate seat and began working on Capitol Hill, 
which is anything but relaxing, as you can imagine. And it seems to have taken a toll on his mental health as well as his physical health. He chose to receive treatment voluntarily at Walter Reed Hospital, but it was definitely urged by his loved ones around him. Fetterman is a Bernie Sanders type Democrat, very ultra liberal. And after his stroke, he dealt with having to use an audio to text translator for both the Senate floor as well as to communicate with his colleagues because his hearing was affected by his stroke. And let me tell you, it is hard to adjust and accept a chronic condition in your life under normal circumstances. So John has likely been struggling in silence to come to terms with his physical limitations since before he even took office. If you've listened to my bonus episode on gastroparesis, it's a condition that I live with. It's further down the feed if you'd like to listen. But if you listen to it, you know that I struggled with depression following my diagnosis. It can be really tough to accept that your life is forever changed by something you don't want and that you no longer can operate like your peers do. What's more, Fetterman didn't really get the chance to actually like rest and recover from his stroke. Sure, he did take some time off, but you really need, you know, maybe even years to adjust to a new pace of life after a medical event like a stroke and life in the Senate is is just not that. And he didn't get that time. He launched into his career and now he's being forced to slow down by his body. His doctors do say, though, that this type of depression that's linked to a stroke is incredibly treatable. So let's hope that he gets better soon. And lastly for today, I do have to issue a content warning with a story. This story involves child abuse. So the Department of Labor discovered that over 100 children, you guys, were working overnight shifts cleaning up slaughterhouses. This story honestly makes me so sick to my stomach. It was discovered that Packers Sanitation Services used over 100 children, again, to clean up slaughterhouses. These kids worked overnight shifts and had to use dangerous chemicals to clean things like chainsaws that were literally as sharp as razors. And what's maybe worse than all of that is that the people at the company knowingly hired these children and then tried to hide it from authorities. They tried to cover their tracks with lies and eventually everything came out. It looks like many of these children are unaccompanied minors who have been sent across the southern border. These children are supposed to be turned over to the Department of Health and Human Services, and it is unclear right now as to why they weren't. So Homeland Security is looking into whether or not these children may have been trafficked. I know this is such a tough story to hear, but it's why it's actually so important to listen to the news. We cannot let these kids suffer in silence. We need to know what's going on so that we can be on the lookout for ways to help and hold our systems accountable. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, sometimes you have to take a step back to move forward. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. 
a rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfree media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh.